Like if someone comes into us and their partner's just not on board, I sort of feel, I what I say to them is you need to go and work it out with them first yeah. because if your partner is, is not on board and you're not on the same page, it's just going to be 10 times harder. Well, hello. In today's episode, I'm joined once again by my occasional co-host, Joe Vidello from Advocate Property Services and Property Women. So today we're talking about women who want to get ahead using renovating and property, but are not supported by their partners. And it's really quite uh, challenging to keep your confidence levels up when you've not got that level of support. So we have, I guess, workshops, some ways of being able to get your partner on the same page as you. And also, you may be the one that's feeling reluctant. So really looking at what the issues are in that dynamic. And also, I guess, talking about the need to make sure that you spend time with people who are on the same page as you. So it was Jim Rohn that said that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So, you know, you want to have a look around and have a look at the people that you spend the most time with and see whether you like what you see because it is almost certain that they are impacting your life and your results. And so maybe rather than blend in, look around for people who are more aligned with your values and your goals. And it's not like you have to get rid of your family and friends, but just dilute them a little bit. On that topic, Joe and I are going on tour again, along with our friend Na Nguyen. And of course, he's a developer. And we're going to be presenting our hugely popular Financial Freedom Against the Odds seminar again. So we did this in October of last year and it was a huge success. Everyone loved it because three totally different strategies and also mixing with people who are on the same page as you. It's just a really good energy-filled day. So we've got lots of giveaways. So each guest gets a pack of books and also we've got lots of prizes and a competition and there's also an optional VIP lunch. If you like hobnobbing, then you can come in and have lunch with the presenters. So the early bird tickets are on sale now. So if you're wanting to join in the fun, then get in there and grab your tickets. So as just to remind you, we're presenting in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne in March 2020 and you can grab your tickets by going to www.theschoolofrenovating.com forward slash financial freedom. So that's www.theschoolofrenovating.com forward slash financial freedom and I'll look forward to seeing you there. So now let's get into the episode. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Well, hello, I'm back with my regular co-host, Joe Vidello from Property Women. 
And today we're talking about women who are wanting to make their way in property and their plans are sabotaged by a partner or even someone else. So that's really the focus of today because both Joe and I experience this in the people that we work with and see women with incredible potential who are just being held down by a family or partner who just undermine what they do. And so we thought that it was worth having a conversation about, delving into perhaps why that happens and what you can do about about it if you find yourself in that position. So welcome, Jo. Thank you. And thank you for having me back on, Bernadette. Very, it's really wonderful yeah, to be it's, part of this journey with you. Yeah, yeah, it's good fun, isn't it? Absolutely. So this is such a relevant topic. It I know it just it I get I see these samples and examples come across my my um daily life all the time as would yourself. Yeah. Um you know and whether that's you know related to a property scenario or I mean even in my own relationship I jokingly refer to Greg as my dream catcher <laughs> but I <laughs> but we're talk- we're not talking about the realistic um you know I come back with these crazy ideas and he's like okay well let's look at this on an economic sense or does it make sense at full stop I'm not talking about just that balance of sharing and bouncing off ideas you know we're talking about you know those partners that well you know they hold you back from success yeah and I think that's an important distinction to make because like I often talk to our students about how important if you're going to work with someone it's really important to work with someone that has a different risk appetite like because that's exactly what you do you balance one one another out and so I think in that way you get the best of both worlds if you have someone that's slightly conservative with another person that's a bit more adventurous then it's a nice balance but then then but this what we're talking about is a different scenario it's where one person just does not have any choice I think that's what you would Mm. say it's constantly being undermined by the partner we'll we'll talk about the partner for now and that partner does not necessarily you know it's not necessarily a male partner but that yeah and so why do you think it is why do you think that that partner does that undermining sort of sinks all their ships yeah (laughs) look it's, it's a power thing as well in some relationships and I think that's sort of stepping on that topic where we are talking about there's a level of you know I use the word abuse for this and this is not you know not not in a physical abusive way but it's a it can be controlling it can be power um it can be keeping someone else small you know so there's a lot of behavioral things that come into play you know we talk about partners but these partnerships aren't necessarily intimate relationship it could be siblings you know where one sibling has you know there's a relationship there that's been existing since day one and you know one one is more controlling and 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 it, it does come down to human nature why this does exist i mean we are you know it, it is it is humans that, yeah. that um you know we are talking about and it can be it just ingrained behavior in many relationships absolutely yeah. i think in a lot of cases it there it is about the power play but i think also in some cases it's driven by fear and may not be intended to be damaging but that partner 
has this fear. It may be the uh, maybe the fear of the the woman actually flourishing, and and you know that's where you, the keeping small thing comes in, mm-hmm. so that she'll you know no longer need be needed or yeah. So it, that's a that's a really valid point. I actually did speak to someone who did say that her husband would feel uncomfortable if she started to outburn him. And this is a lady in her 40s. So we're not talking about, you know, the veteran's age bracket, which very, very different set of social circumstances there. We're talking about a, a Gen X where he's the income earner, he's the breadwinner, you know, whereas other men are like, hey, look, I'm happy to take, take time off work or I'm happy to pick up the kids from school. But a lot of identities are you know, your, your self-worth is mixed in with your income and that can be very hard for some people to separate themselves from that. So that's a really, you know, valid point. And you, you keep, and other people will keep themselves small to, to appease that partner. Exactly. And, and you know, there's, there's a whole range of things that go on in people's lives. And I, I often read things about, you know, don't assume that you know what the person standing next to you is going through. Like everyone's carrying their their burden. And uh, I know we discussed, we were sort of unsure whether we'd talk about this, but I think it's important to mention that in the news in the last day or so, there was a young woman and her three little children were killed by a partner. Their car was set on fire. Like it's just so horrific. You just can't imagine. Absolute worst. Yeah. And that's sort of the extreme end of, you know, of that's what some people are dealing with that fear every single day. So the, so the not being allowed to, you know, not being free to move forward in their investment journey probably pales into insignificance when you consider mm-hmm. what else they're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah. 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 But of course, we're not, so that's, we're not down that end of the scale. We're up at the end where there's, someone a woman and you know like this is not just women that are affected by this but a woman who has incredible potential that's what i find really sad about it and has incredible potential to really create an amazing life for herself and her family because most of the women i deal with and i'm sure you're the same they're not working for themselves they're not doing this for themselves they're you know like when i listen to the to people mapping out their dreams like seriously top of that list is you know take my family on the holiday that we've always dreamed of you know they're really they're bringing their nurturing and homemaking sort of responsibilities into their investing as well yeah that is such a true point it's um i can honestly say with all like i mean hundreds of women that i've spoken to and what's it you know what um you know, it ignites their love for passion. Uh, sorry, ignites their sorry for property and their and their passion for pursuing this. It is about creating lifestyle. It's about giving back to the community as well. It's about being able to help family members. They get a lot of like last night. I ran a webinar for my community. A lady came on board to share her story. She gave up her time to share her story because she wants to inspire other women to do the same thing. So it's about giving back and paying forward. Uh, it's I never hear women say, well, you know, it's about, you know, buying the latest bitchy handbag and a $500 pair of boots. I mean, you know, it really is, it's a, it's bigger than that. And I think yeah. that's a really horrible uh, stereotypical comment to say, but, you know, it's about creating memories. I mean, that's a big call for myself. I love going on family holidays. 
I love being able to live in the now, but also plan for the future and, and having a property that's working for me in the background whilst I'm also, you know, living in the cash flow creating business that I'm in as well. That's really, really important. But I do hear from a lot of clients of mine that do look for property and the female being my point of contact and she's very governed by and it has not 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 always but her her wording her brief her ability to dream is somewhat let's just say I don't know, put into a perspective to appease a partner now I, I and it has happened it, it's I'm dealing with a client at the moment whose journey is very much this what she's spending where she's buying is being controlled by somebody else even though she's done the education and she's actually the person who's got the free approval for the loan so it's very difficult for myself to navigate that because you know I think you'd be in the same boat part of our role and especially like there's a lot of counseling and almost you, you recognize a lot exactly. of yeah there's a lot of relationship awareness that you become the dynamics between people you start to recognize and it's not my place to tell anyone what to do in that regard, but I've got to be very cautious about how I dance around that. And you probably find the same. Exactly. And so I always feel like if someone comes into us and their partner's just not on board, I sort of feel, I, what I say to them is you need to go and work it out with them first yeah. because if, if, if your partner is constant, is not on board and you're not on the same page, it's just going to be 10 times harder. And you know, I I just think that you've got to, you do, you know, if you're going to be in a relationship with someone, you, the, those important decisions, you do need to make sure that you are on the same page. And if you're not, well, you've got to wonder about whether if something is that important to you, like this is a pretty, you know, rash thing for someone who's been married for 37 years to say but I think if you are in a relationship where you can't agree on the things that are important to you you've got to wonder whether it's the relationship's really serving the purpose that it you know you've really got to look at that and can you work on that to make it better that's your first priority I know it's bad for business for me to say that but I think that that's the thing that's going to feed into everything you do yeah, no, no, I'd agree with that. Look, it's it's also one of those scenarios also whereby I think some women sabotage themselves to a certain extent as well. Like it's it's not just the partner. It could be that she's misreading cues or she's doing what he thinks. But if if you have an idea, let's just say we're talking about renovating a property and you've done your research, you, you see what you want to do to the property, you know what it will sell if it's renovated. If your partner's, and this is true, like some people just don't, are not interested in property. I don't understand it. Apparently that happens. Some people aren't interested. <laughs> but in that respect, it does. But if that's your spouse and they're open to ideas, present your ideas as you would a business plan. You know, go out for dinner. Just say, look, I'm interested in this. I know we've got the capacity. I've done my homework. I mean, you'd like to think as a relationship that, you know, he would be or she would be um, your partner, be privy to what you're thinking. But you know, sell them into it. Like, don't underestimate yourself. Don't sabotage your success because you think your partner may not be open as well. Uh, I, I so agree with that. And I think or I think also, and like I even find this that with people I work with, so they know the process for putting together a deal and yet they will send me a link and say, what do you think of this, you know? And I say, don't send me a link because that's just, you know, like, I need to know what what your plan is and where you see the the finance. So 
It's same with your partner, where you see the return. So you do, you need to do a business proposal and present it to them in a business-like way because that will also give them confidence. Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. It's family money. You know, you want to make sure in the same way if your partner's interested in trades or shares or cars or anything like that, you may not be that interested, but sit me down and tell me how much money you can make for the family and I'm all ears. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, I think a lot of partners and, and people, all of us, we bring to the table baggage that's been accrued from childhood. You know, it could be the way that business or family decisions were made in the home. You know, like, you know, exactly. people say, you know, my dad was never around. He was always out working. You know, mum was just a home, just, oh, you know, with respect, I don't mean it like that. But, you know, but the man made the decisions in that family unit. And then you're dealing with someone else who might have been raised by a single mum. And that single mum was just 100% the parent, you know, so... You know, but you are carrying through what was a childhood ingrained behavioural pattern and that, that's something that you need to overcome. So if we talk about some of the ways that we can look at this to help with the conflict resolution, I think you need to take on board when your partner's not on board, you know, as you would normally, if there is some sort of level of conflict in any relationship, talk it out. What is their biggest fear point? And if you can pick up what that fear point is, then perhaps run with that and, and go away, come back with if it's numbers, Go away and do your numbers and bring it back to the table. Bring back facts. If they're not if they're not confident in what you're saying, back up what you're saying with whether it's RP data reports or just showing some of the recent sales in an area and being able to compare that. And it's sort of it's removing you from this and actually bringing forward a business like like you said a business proposal. Exactly, exactly. And I think it also brings a level of professionalism into that relationship. And and I think fosters a sense of confidence in what you're doing and not just for your partner, for yourself as well. Like seriously, if you're going down the path of spending, buying a property, which you're spending more money than you would spend on any other transaction in your life, applying a level of rigour to that decision, it, it serves everyone involved. And so it's just best practice and 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 will support you in your, I guess, conversations with the other, you know, stakeholders in your, you know, deal. Yeah. What other ways do you feel like we could, you know, make recommendations to overcome a scenario? Like you mentioned some of your community members, you can clearly see that their partners aren't on board. Yeah, yeah. So what usually happens is they bring their partner in and we have a conversation together for them to really see what, the woman sees in what they're planning to do. So to really listen to the information and the education that, and often that's the thing that turns them around. Mm. And if it's not, then I think that they, that is something that goes deeper and that's something that I can't impact. Like I can, you know, like they can show their partner's examples and, you know, sort of, explain how it works but you know further than that if they can't see it then then there's more to do but I think what you were saying about uh people you know women men you know whoever whatever you are sabotaging themselves is a really relevant thing and uh, we all do it to some extent so in past episodes I've mentioned that I've done, done a lot of reading around the workers Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he talks about basically that our body is really addicted 
to our old ways of being. So to so things like guilt, if you suffer a lot of guilt, when you're trying, you, your body operates that on an automatic level. So it's automatically guilty about everything pretty much. And it takes, and it's, it takes a lot of work to actually overcome that because that's so ingrained in your subconscious. So I think, you know, it's because your body is comfortable, you're comfortable with that way. That's what you've always lived with. So if you've always lived with someone else in the family, you know, your partner making the decisions for you, then, you know, like I think you and I were talking about someone that you're working with who is actually considering going back to someone who has been quite almost abusive, well, financially abusive. Yeah. But it's, it's something that I think happens at a very deep subconscious level and requires a lot of work to overcome. Yeah, that's a valid point, isn't it? We're not saying here, how are you going to change your partner? Maybe it's about how you not so much change yourself, but perhaps look to yourself about how you react to things or how you handle things. Or like you said, the word guilt, that's a very common one. People, a lot of women struggle with guilt. You know, I struggle with mummy guilt if I'm working too hard and, and things like that. And guilt doesn't really serve anyone. I mean, it's just a poison in your own mind, isn't it? Well, and that's interesting, yeah, because from I'm by no means an expert in this area, but I knew, do know how I feel and I read a lot about it. And so basically it's, it's a feeling that you become dependent on. And, like, when you think about it, and, like, you, you know, I suffer from mummy guilt too and my children are in their 20s and 30s. <laughs> Doesn't <I> end. <laughs> no, I suffer from granny guilt. I suffer from daughter guilt. From white guilt, like, and I think that that comes out of our desire to do the absolute best for the people we love. But yeah, I think the scenario, yeah, where we're talking about is it's sort of like a dependence, isn't it? A dependence mm. on a way of being, and it does take some some courage to actually step up. And another thing that I've come across, and I completely understand this, is women who have done deals that have gone bad. Yeah, and then they've said, then they're scared to move forward because you know they feel guilty about the fact that they've lost family money, and sort of it, it sort of crushes their confidence. Yeah, no, no, I understand that. But if we were to take a, a you know feather out of the cap of the way a businessman would approach something like that, you got to you know you've got to put your money on the table, and some come off, and they they calculate risks, and they don't. Just get back up and do it. And I know that's, a, again, I always say it's a bit of a cliche because I know there's certainly exceptions on both sides, but women will overthink it. Yes. They will, you know, they will lose their confidence greatly, like their self-esteem will take a battering, that they will feel guilty, even if it was a, you know, I've, I've, even, I've even been guilty of this myself. <laughs> well, um, there you go. <laughs> you would know you are a human. <laughs> <laughs> where I would actually say, like, you know, that was my decision. It didn't work out. I feel bad because I drove that decision, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. But it's like, well, no, we, we made that decision. I may have brought the decision to, to be discussed at the table, but it was a dual decision that was made that didn't come off. And that could be, you know, in, in relation to a number of different business matters that have occurred. But it's about getting yourself, you know, dusting yourself off and getting back out there. You know, it's, it is about picking, and picking themselves up. And, and, I, and I spoke to a lady yesterday that was looking to use, use our services as a buyer's agent. And I, you know, I gave her an hour of my time and she said, oh, but what if I don't? I feel bad. And I'm like, 
just I said, look at everything you do as a business transaction. Remove emotion from it. You could really enjoy and appreciate my time, but you don't, you know, you don't owe me anything for this, you know. And I think women apologize so much for just you don't have to be nasty to be successful. But all I'm saying is just I'm not own it, and then start to really look to yourself about recognizing your own behavioral patterns. You know, again, it's about you know understanding what your partner does and why they may do what they do. What is their backstory? And that might be that also might help with help help again when you come down to having to navigate you know just normal conflict in the household. You know, <laughs> I mean, you've been married for thirty seven years. I mean, I'm sure it's not a hundred percent perfect all the time, and we've always got little something somethings there. But oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but, I, but I always say that I don't know how Stephen actually lives with me. Yeah, but he lets you be a big dreamer. Yeah. You know? And this is what you've got that I guess what we're talking about is those people that don't have that partner that lets you run wild, run, run wild this idea. Well, he doesn't <laughs> let me run completely wild. I'll just say that. Sometimes he says, oh, I don't think it should go there. And I'm like, oh, okay. When he, he steps in, I think, yep, all right, I better pull back a peep. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And I agree. And I, I feel very sad for people that don't have that support but I guess that's where we come in so in terms of what you do about it so let's get that into some sort of actionable list so first thing you've probably got to try and identify what the problem is yeah yeah absolutely certainly and then recognize if there's identify what the problem is but what is the major concern here? It's not always finances. Maybe it's, you know, if, if your doubt is around being able to price the renovation when you buy a property, this is where they can leverage off groups like yourselves, where they can bounce ideas of other people. You know, it's okay to outsource. This is one people, the one thing that, you know, people are like, oh, I'm going to spend, you know, $800,000, but I, you know, on a house, but I don't want to spend $440 having that looked at by a town planner before I embark on what I think on I think I can do. You know, these sorts of false economy mindset. So if you've got some fear around you know your own your own potential here or how your spouse might see your potential, sell them into the idea of outsourcing. Use the town planner. Come to groups like the you know, School of Renovating bounce ideas of other people's successes and look to other people to inspire. And and this is if once you and when you get educated you build confidence as well. Exactly, exactly. And then, and I think the following on from that, having a process to follow, well, firstly, to really develop a strategic plan that's going to get you to where you're going, you know, Mm -hmm. to where you want to go. And if possible, engage your partner in that process. Because, you know, I have seen this so often. We have, like, uh, we have women come in to do our training and often if they bring their husband or I'm, I'm saying husband now, I'm being very traditional, they will often come kicking and screaming. And seriously, once they get into it and they get present to what's possible for them, it's like, how soon can we start? Like seriously, mm-hmm. completely different ball game. So that's why I think like sometimes people ask, what's the difference between just a plan and a strategic plan? And a plan is where these are the steps, okay? And the, a strategic plan, are these are the best steps. So it's, you know, cut, shortcutting the process so you get there quicker and easier. So really planning as a couple. Um, and if you aren't able to do that, 
if you, you're not seeing eye to eye enough to do that, then maybe you should engage in some support, some mm. counselling, some way of moving forward. You know, depending on how, if it's really important to you, that there's value in engaging in some counselling or coaching to be mm. able to do that. Like I've had a personal coach for for years and when when we have, you know, Stephen and I have the issues that we don't see eye to eye on, I often get coaching on that. And the coaching can often be about who I'm being and nothing to do with him because what they say is you can't change anyone but yourself. Yes. So recognising and engaging in some coaching to be able to start to build the dreams together. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be really rewarding for for couples to do this together, you know, because we're talking, you know, often to people who may have school-aged kids or children who have just left the home and, you know, they've just spent the last 20 years, you know, you know, building, building them, paying off the home loan, doing this, being, being everything for children. All of a sudden they don't need to drive their kids to extracurricular activities and now this is their new hobby, this is their new thing and it's so fun to see that come alive in couples as well when they do team renovation work and and when you're talking before about when you see a reluctant partner come to one of your workshops don't you just see them sit back with their arms folded yeah and like come on wow me what's she got what's she got and then you just see them melt and they're like oh where do I you know <laughs> can I talk yeah. to you about coffee break <laughs> exactly exactly yeah actually last episode I interviewed Debbie Levy and she and her husband Arvi came into one of our very early boot camps and Arvi is such a lovely man he's very humble but he really didn't want to come he didn't think it was for him he thought you know he said to me I'm not a very educated man you know like and seriously on the back of that they have just so they've just done their second flip first one 206,000 profit the second one 238 they've just replaced their income they had a failing business and they've just you know yeah so that's that's the that's what's possible yeah you know when you really work on building your dreams together and I think also as a fact there are benefits as a family as well like just having that like we've always and you would be the same we've always had this project going on in the background so that's always been a point of discussion you know around the dinner table and yeah so and it's really you know fed into our kids futures they're all you know following that entrepreneurial path you know with property one way or another oh I couldn't agree more yeah no I absolutely I I absolutely see that in my my children even last night my my six-year-old said did you buy the house (laughs) it's so gorgeous (laughs) so it's quite funny that they yeah, they do. They they are. They're 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 reading us and and learning from that environment as well. So use the term entrepreneurial. You know that that's definitely that spirit that you know. Yeah. I'm hoping that they're picking up from you know the work that we do and and seeing what's possible as well. So it is super exciting. I think it's a really wonderful journey as a couple that you could make together. If your partner is then there's those partners that are like oh look you go off and do your thing. I'm fine. Like they're quite happy with you trusting you, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But that can also be quite a lonely journey. And look, the way to overcome those sorts of scenarios, which I know oh, that I can actually think of several off the top of my head, actually, people who have got that relationship with their partner, you know, find like-minded communities, groups, friends, you know, people 
talk to people that you know are going to be really receptive to ideas, you know, like that they'll, they'll have a good juicy conversation about it as opposed to, you know, the, the negatives and Nancy's in your world where they might be like, Oh, are you sure you want to do that? I have oh. things. And, yeah. and so, yeah, you need to pick, pick your team, but pick those people that, you know, are your support agents as well. Oh, actually, that's the point that we missed. And I think that's really important. Be selective about who you share your goals with. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you, I'm sure you've been there. I, like, I've had friends that, like, you know, if I had a dollar for every time they told me what I was doing was very high risk, I knew that, yeah. And so, and, you know, like, it's not like you shouldn't be aware of the risks. That's critical that you are. But you also need to manage your mindset and because we all suffer crises of confidence and we don't need that being confirmed by the people that are close to us. So really be selective about who you're you're sharing your goals and your dreams and your plans because they say you're you're the average, your income is the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. Jim Ron. Said Jim that. Rome, that's right. Rome, yeah. Rome, Rome, sorry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a really bad, it's, it's, you know, it's so true. I mean, that's why many people who win a lot bring themselves back down in a matter of years to where they started out because that's their comfort zone. Exactly. That's, their five, that's where their five best friends are at and that's where they are. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, give up the friends that you have today, but, you know, like seek advice and seek out people that have done what you want hmm. to do. You yeah. know, like be lifted by those around you. I think that's really important. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah, so... I've, and I yeah, always say, one of the biggest. sorry, no, yeah. no, you're right. Go ahead. <laughs> I always say you don't have to get rid of them, but what you need to do is dilute them. Okay, yeah. so and and so think about that. Make sure that you've got a brains trust of at least five people that you can talk property with, and you can run ideas past, and you know get support for you know whatever you're going to do. Uh, your point about sourcing is really important. So. For people that I work with close closely, like I coach on a you know on a close basis, I insist that they source their properties through you know a buyer's agent. Often it's you, because it just takes a level of risk out of the process. It doesn't take all the risk out of the process, but it, it's another sort of check and balance to really support them in their journey and. I don't believe that unless you've spent quite a few years negotiating property that you can't just walk into it and just understand all the pitfalls that are that are there lurking around and I just think it's a much safer way to move forward. Yeah. And I'm sure you would agree with that. Yeah, look, I would I would and and I think once you make peace with outsourcing and perhaps, you know, paying that extra money for you know, other professional input, um, yeah. it would help your journey and help your relationship as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, so and, yeah exa- exactly. And the next point is around, I guess, acknowledging that it's a business. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about bringing rigor to the deal, doing it in a way that it's a business, and then that takes away all that, you know, it takes it off you and it's like it's a business decision. It's not a personal decision anymore. And and when you're going to a partner that's not not completely on board, then you're bringing that that aspect to the conversation. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So can we so first one is to 
acknowledge what where the problem lies and what you can do about yourself. Reflect, reflect uh, on yourself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Self, a self sabotage or yes. um, yeah, maybe like you just said before, like it's that's the one person you can change. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and the second thing is that if you need some coaching or counselling, get it because Absolutely. if this is important to you, that's the thing that's going to make the difference. The third thing is to outsource where you don't have the skill or you don't have sufficient skill. And certainly in the purchasing of the property, I just can't recommend that. Highly enough, don't outsource to anyone though, because you really need to know. Actually, Joe, we should do an episode on that, how you um, choose a buyer's agent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the fourth one is to acknowledge that this is a business, it's an entrepreneurial venture, and you need to bring the same level of rigour to your decision making in preparing your proposal as you would any other business decision. Absolutely. And with business decisions, we remove emotion. Exactly. And <laughs> as, the, best, as best you can. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, I'm not that great at that but that's okay yeah, and yeah. the fifth thing is to um surround yourself with people who are savvy who understand what you're trying to achieve and who lift you up and they've got your back so that they support you in the decisions that you make and how you execute your property journey yes 100 percent okay and um yeah look i think it's one of those things it's you know in business in life we navigate different bits and pieces, but don't sabotage yourselves, you know, like really look into this. If it's something that makes your heart sing, if you can see opportunity, you know, do do what it takes. And, you know, obviously if you're in a relationship where you do feel that you've been, look, I think, you know, in, in some way you're, you're fearful, then I think, you know, if, if, if fear is such a big one and you're, fear, you're fearful of um, your, your spouse, I think that's a, it's a much bigger conversation to have. And I think that's something that you really need to be reflective of because we only get one crack at this life. And I think your happiness is really important. And in the meantime, you know, if you're looking for community support, uh, if, if renovating is what you want to embark upon, I can't speak more highly about the community group that you've created, Bernadette, with the School of Renovating. I love oh. seeing their befores and afters. I love seeing the couples that have been working on things together. It's been really, it's, it's, it's really wonderful space. For people if that if that's where they're headed and i think you know you know sometimes it's hard to do things on your own and if this is you know if you are on your own in this journey whether that means you don't have a supportive partner or you just are doing this on your own this is where you get your group this is where you create that community and it's exactly. really exactly yeah actually i kind i have a very supportive partner but he doesn't he really is not interested in being in the day-to-day so I really, like, I don't do projects on my own. I like to have a partner in my project other than my husband because otherwise it's a very lonely game. It is a lonely game, mm. yeah. Mm. So there you go. Well, listen, thank you, Joe, for bringing your unique perspective to the conversation. Um, <laughs> no you know, I think that this, um, this episode will be valuable to many women and we'd love to, I guess, um, know what you think about it so please feel free to share your comments on the topic uh we have a free facebook group called she renovates which is yeah open to anyone who'd like to come over and join and also i'll include joe's details so joe is a buyer's advocate and 
So if you want to get in contact with her, you will find her details in the show notes. Thank you. Thanks, Bernadette. Okay, I've been short and sweet for this week. And so now I'm going to sign off. And so don't forget to go over and get your tickets to the event. Sydney's coming up in a couple of weeks' time, two weeks' time. So www.schoolofrenovating.com forward slash financial freedom. And I'll see you there. Take care. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love.